You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. So how long time takes vacation? Uh, wow. You threw him out there, Gary. You threw him out there. I wouldn't have threw him out there like that, but you threw him out there. Yes, time has taken two weeks. Not one, but two uh, weeks. Yeah, we're, we're still in negotiation, and he's just taking vacation time during the uh, negotiations. Uh, he acting like Jay Uso. He just want to just leave like for two weeks. and I don't know I'm if out. this is a storyline. or if I'm this is out. <laughs> Is, look, just out. speaking of that, just real quick, like, do is this a storyline gear that they working, or is Jay really leaving WWE? I definitely think it's storyline, but just because we brought you brought it up, I thought the tribal match was terrible because WWE didn't even stick with the actual rules oh, of what yeah. the tribal match is supposed to be about. Nobody's supposed to interfere, and two people interfered in the match. And so it's not a tribal match then. Basically, it was just a no disqualification match. It's stupid. It was a stupid match. It was dumb. And I think all I, I think storylines losing its steam now. I didn't. I didn't mean uh, there to go, I'm sorry. dig up old. Yeah, I didn't mean to dig up old time. What do you think about Jay? Well, yeah, I think I, it's it's got to be a work. But I told y'all since the beginning. I think AEW and uh, WWE are in cahoots. Uh, in the full back end of it. So, but if Jay does pull up on AEW's uh, biggest event of all time, laugh out loud at that, first of all. Um, but, you know, I, I was a little upset with the tribal match. If you're going to have something like that, you got to you gotta stick to the rules, like Gary said. But I still you don't have him. to go into the tribal match. <laughs> well, look, guys. Roman Reigns. Just, all Roman you got to do is answer right the now. question, man. Do you think Jay is there or not? I don't. That's all you got to do, Ty. I know D ain't the one talking about going off on tangents right now. Hold on. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Hey, first of all, I want to say that your shirt is fire, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, Not yours. Thank I, you. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, Gary, any any uh, any, any shout-outs you want to give before we get rolling? Any music? Nope, I got a question. Uh, <laughs> I, I want y'all to respond. Time, you can go second, um, and D will go first. So I'll explain the situation, and then I'll get y'all's responses. Okay. Okay. So situation. So imagine you have a gathering of friends. Okay. And one of those said friends said, Hey, I'm going to come down and spend Wednesday to Monday and hang out. And you know, four months in advance, I'm going to spend Wednesday to Monday, hang out. We're going to golf. We're going to do all this stuff when everybody else comes over the weekend. So they'll be there early, all that kind of stuff. Long time friend. I just want to make sure I'm long time friend. At least five to six years. Oh my God! Okay, go ahead. This is gonna be okay. a good story. All right, so okay, that's a long time, friend. So it's a long time, friend. So they were first. At first, it was, oh, I'm gonna come down Wednesday to Monday. I'm gonna book and come down and set it all up so we can do some golfing and everything before everybody else gets there. I was like, perfect. And then randomly, a month after that's been told, like, grand, this was four months ago. It's like, oh, I booked a flight. I get in Saturday. I'm and I'm like, well, we have things going on on a Saturday. So I don't know if you can do that. You have to come earlier. And that person's like, oh, well, I'm going to change my flight and I'll get to that tomorrow. Two and a half months later, flight still not changed. Flight finally wow. gets changed and it says, oh, I'm coming in Friday evening and I'm leaving Sunday, even though Sunday is a huge day you have to be there for. But leaving the middle of Sunday in the afternoon. So you may not even be nah, there for the whole thing. So nah, nah, if nah, you were given dude. four months in advance, wouldn't you think you would have time and you would plan that knowing that, hey, we're, I'm going to be here all this time and do that? Or would you yeah, change yeah. all their plans like that? Yeah, this sounds like a horror story, bro. I'm it not is. sure. <laughs> it is I'm horror story. Sure, I'm not sure what movie you're talking about, bro. But this is absolutely tragic. Well, there's man, a little more, little more all, to it. There's a little more. Hold on. So – 
uh, also the person. It can't get worse. It can't well, get hold worse on. It yet. does. It does. That's the crazy thing. So the person just magically says, oh, my job now is making us work on a Sunday, so I have to be back for it. But if you've known four months in advance and you said you're coming Wednesday to Monday, that means you already put in time off for those days. So it shouldn't matter if work is opening up on a new day because you should already have that time off. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be there because you've already requested Wednesday to Monday off. Interesting. That's I told you. It gets a little worse. Wow. Yeah. So how would you handle that situation if it was happening to you? Okay. So first of all, because I know that we ain't talking about anybody close and we can't Correct. be talking about you. You know, this is yeah. just hypothetical. No, just general, but if it yeah. was just in general, the yeah. Story so I heard. Just in general, yeah. Like after hearing that tragic story as a friend that's supposed to come over from Wednesday mm-hmm. to Monday, then telling you that they were going to come for four months in advance. Yeah. So they brought the lie to you. Yes. Or to whoever, to whomever in the story. Correct, exactly. So this is where it gets really interesting and they get real crafty. So then they say, okay, with no intentions of coming at all, to say, hey, we're going to golf, we're going to do all these things that friends do, like basically gaslighting you. Like, oh, okay, all okay. right, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, yeah, you know, let's we're going to get going. So now you done told your friend that they probably don't even know this guy, but they like him on the court to how you talked about him. So now they can't wait for him to get here too. Exactly. So now I understand. That, okay, so now, I, I, so now everybody waiting on this one guy. And then now this one guy that's now supposed to get in on Wednesday now say he's going to get there on Saturday, but now tell you Friday, Gary, if I was the friend that told you this story, I would have told him this. I would have said after he switched it up the first two times, the fifth time mean he ain't coming at all. What was the end story on this story, Gary, that you were talking about on this friend and whom he... So the end story, there's a little more backstory because there was a fantasy draft happening that week. So there's like a huge thing you have to be there for. And they were trying to leave the day of the draft and they may miss it. So there was a lot of... It hasn't... for I don't know the results yet because my friend hasn't told me because it hasn't happened yet. So I'm waiting to see Uh, how it's going to play out. I don't know. When I find out, out. I'll update everybody on what happens. Okay. I'm I'm going to tell you how it's going to play out. It's going to play out with this person severely losing in fantasy football or missing a flight. Okay. Those are the only two options. Well, okay. I I appreciate your now time. If you were in that situation and it was, it was happening to you, how would you handle that situation? How would you feel? Yeah, no, honestly, that's happened to me. I'm pissed off. Like, yeah. that friend has no business being able to switch it I up agree. like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got these plans in advance, and it's like you got to be there for those plans, you know? Um, get a new job because, like, you know, exactly you need to make money. <laughs> you know, like, if your job, you know, schedules a random uh, Monday because you, you know, it's a holiday on that day or something, and uh, you're not normally open on that day, so you can't ask for that time off ahead of time. It doesn't matter. You should have you should have already done it. Correct. Um, you should have already had your flight booked. And, I, and I'm then, sorry, and I'm already and, unavailable. And then, you know, this this what's crazy about it is it's like, you know, I know every year we have a fantasy draft where everybody comes to your house, Gary, and you know everybody comes from all over, and there's yeah. people that have put time and effort into coming to your house, and there's people that can't make it there the day of. Correct. To do the events, they don't. They don't. They don't get a chance. They don't get a chance to compete in the events. That is correct. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. If this was me and I'm in that situation, Gary, I'm pissed off, big dog. You, I you agree. It, it it is. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the situation for my friend will rectify itself and the person will actually be there longer and not have to rush and make everybody else have to worry about everything around their plans and their schedule. But again, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know how close that person is with everybody else. If he cares enough about holding everybody up or messing with people and changing. And I don't know. We'll have to see. I'll let everybody know. Once I see hear how it goes, I'll let everybody know. Gary, this is a, I'm, I'm, I already know how this is going to go. Sound like, sound like white people shit to me. It does, it does, but you know what? It sounds very interesting because you know white people like fantasy football. Okay, uh, I let you know that, and black people like it too. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, y'all just like it a little bit more, where y'all like like huddle up and have parties and wait, fly wait, in oh. and 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 lie to each other. So you do that for the Super Bowl? 
Huh? You do you do that for the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's football. It's different. Uh, so it's fancy football. Do you have a big Super Bowl party every year? hundred percent. He in he honor, buys shirts for everybody. In honor of uh Alabama uh tea party, are you going to be buying folding chairs for everybody? So I don't even know how to take that. Like so <laughs> I <laughs> so I, I, I have a this gonna lead me in uh, me wanting to well, take over. Well before you take over, I have one more question and you can okay. respond. All right. All right. So I was talking to some of my buddies. They had a hypothetical question. Time, I would yeah. like to get your response before D gives his response on this one. Okay. So the hypothetical question was, if you got 10, 20 touches rushing the ball in an NFL game, oh, yeah. could you finish with positive yards? An average person. Could an average person finish with positive yards if they had 20 touches in an NFL game? Now, it's not 20 straight. It's just through the course of the game, you'll get 20 carries. Will you end up with a positive yards? You can pick your offensive line, so whatever team offensive line you want. So if you want the best O-line, like Cowboys or the Eagles, you can pick them. But will you finish with positive yards at the end of the 20 carries? If I get to pick my offensive line, then I say I could. And it's not because I'm fast or I'd be a good running back because it's all about your O-line and the holes they create. I think I'm big enough to I could at least you know eke out one yard. <laughs> so you think you can get one yard from 20 total carries? You don't think you're going to get negatives and you have to make it up positives after that? If I can, do I get to pick who's rushing? You're well? rushing. You were the one running the ball. No, no, no. I mean like uh, the D D line. It don't an NFL team. It doesn't matter I what get, team it is. I'm saying I get to pick the defense that's coming after. Yeah, it could be the Texans if you want it to oh, be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. It could be the Panthers if you want it to be. 100%. I'm not taking the Panthers offensive line, though, I'll tell you that. So you think you would finish 20 carries with at least a positive yard? Yep. Total. Okay. Yep. Uh, D, I'll let you handle this, and then I'll give my thoughts. Because I had some of my buddies say the same thing, that they think they can get some yards. And then I called D right away and said, D, here's what you need. We need to talk about this on the podcast. And that's why I brought it up. So, D, go ahead. Okay. So – this is why I wanted to take over the podcast early because I knew I wasn't going to be able to handle this question. And I was trying to get, <laughs> I was trying to snuff you out Gary. I was trying to snuff you out and I didn't want to use my mute. I wanted to snuff you out. I'm still not going to use it. I'm going to just answer the damn question. Tom, you have lost your ever loving damn mind, bro. You That's so disrespectful to every running back to play the game of football. I understand that we devalued and maybe I'm a little biased towards this and I'm a little high because we've been in the news and everybody feel like they can do our job, which they cannot. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you, Tom. That's actually You're going to get, you get your ass folded up by Gee. four or five reps. And after you get your ass folded up about the fourth or fifth rep and you get banged up and you get hurt, your ass ain't going to finish. You give a normal person that has never played football 20 carries by carry nine or 10, regardless of whether they pick up 10, five, or 18 in the first three carries, they are not going to finish 20 carries. And because you don't finish the 20 carries means those yards that you picked up are null and void. You have to survive the 20 carries, and they're not going to survive the 20 carries, Gary. So it doesn't matter how many yards you pick up if they don't survive it. They can't take those type of hits. We see it every day. Like, people get normal hit. They're like, ooh, I can't see how they do that. And now he's going to say, oh, yeah, I'll pick up positive yards. Ain't no damn way you old disrespectful ass. <laughs> Just like you disrespectful to every basketball player out there, Tom. You disrespectful to every running back out there, too. Well, here's, here's the thing. You said everybody thinks they can do your job. Your job is not to have 20 carries and a positive yard. That is not your job. If you have 20 carries and you average one positive yard, you're going to be fired real quick. So this ain't somebody saying they can do your job because if that's how you're doing your job, you ain't going to be having a job. This is somebody saying that if you let me pick my O-line and who is rushing against me, do I think I could at least get one positive yard? And I, And because you should know this better than anybody, a lot about rushing is the space created by your O-line. It's just true. It is just true. 
If you have a good old line, you can be good. If you have a great old line, you can be great. Ty, if time. Let me go. Let Ty, me go. Let me go. Up. Let shut me go. Shut the hell up right now. <laughs> you shut the hell up right now. <laughs> you stop talking. You stop. You just. I'm gonna let you have this and get you. Okay. See, so I explained this. I told this, myself so. I wasn't gonna let this do me like this. I told so, myself this. I was I, like, uh, man, if I could just take over the podcast before he got to this. <laughs> I, so I, I was explaining this to my buddies. I'm like, what y'all don't understand is you're starting eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. So you're already at a negative eight yard disadvantage. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the average person and that's trying this, this hypothetical question isn't running a four, five, four, six, even maybe not even under a five flat. So the chances of you making up that eight yards before an unblocked lineman or safety or linebacker gets to you aren't very good because in the NFL, every player is not blocked. There's always one to two that the running back has to make miss. If they don't make a miss, they get two yards. They get four yards. And then there's times where people go and break stuff. It happens. That I think that's lost on a lot of people because imagine you're running an outside zone to the right time. You probably run a 5-4, five, 5-5. Five, five. That might be generous giving you that. I don't know. So you may run a 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> As I make D do a spit take. <laughs> so imagine you're running outside zone. You're eight yards behind the line of scrimmage. You had this open up to the right. You're running sideline. So you're gaining maybe two yards before you start heading upfield. And you got to get outside the line of scrimmage. Why? The linebackers and safeties are running four fours, four fives, four sixes, filling the holes and coming with everything they got. I'm, so the, running, them over. I'm running them over. You're all getting hurt, them. is what you're doing. I'm running all of them over. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the thought process, but no, I got I told my buddies I don't think anybody makes it twenty carries before they get hurt for one because that's a whole nother level. And then even if you don't get hurt and you make it twenty, you're gonna get so many negative yards because you're not gonna be fast enough to get to the hole. Yeah, you say O line makes the hole, yeah. but that hole's only open for yeah. what D a second, and if you don't yeah. hit it, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> the fact the fact that you took time. <laughs> and went through all the reasons why normal people can't do what we do. Just, just pissed me off. Just upset me even more because it's just it's unnecessary. You know what? I'm gonna tell you something that's even. Tom, do yeah, you even know how to read a hole? Do you even know how to read a hole, Tom? Do you know what that is? Do you even know what that means? I'm working on my third. Do you even know what that means? I'm working on my verbiage. I'm working on my verbiage. I'm working on my verbiage. Unbelievable, bro. I'm. You know what? I'm too emotionally attached to this conversation. <laughs> I'm gonna let y'all. Yeah, I'm gonna let y'all have it. Man. You're taking it like somebody doing your job. This is not somebody doing. If you have 20 carries and you finish with positive one yard, that's not you doing your job. So it's funny. So my friends brought up. That's, my friends brought up receptions sorry. and stuff. They're like, "Oh yeah, well, what about receptions? Does that count as a touch?" I'm like. You can say receptions, but none of you are getting a catch if you have to run a route against a linebacker or a safety. You're just not quick enough. You're not going to be able to do that. You may catch a screen, but then you're still probably going to get tackled on the backfield because you're five, six yards behind the line of scrimmage when you catch it. And then O-linemen, honestly, they aren't very good out in blocking screens. Very, very Occasionally, you'll get some good blocks, but for the most part, it's tough because they're going against those shiftier guys. And they can't cut anymore. But yeah, I don't I don't foresee any, uh, any uh, average person. Garrett, 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 you're using too much logic. Stop it. Stop it, Garrett. Because they a don't logical want to hear logic. And when I say when I say they, I'm talking about Garrett, people like us that disrespect us all on, the time. When I say us, I'm talking about athletes. I'm Garrett. talking about natural yes. born athletes that were born to play this game and play this game at a high level. He think he can get out there and get some positive Gary, yards. Gary, Time. It takes you three games in pickup basketball to warm up. Gary, could you do it? And you still trash. Uh, and you could, still trash. Could could I finish with positive yards? Yes, I'm not gonna get hurt in 20 carries. Yeah, but but you're also what, you probably what run what a five five four. I ran a four nine. Thank you. I know, documented I, documented proof four nine. But you, but that happens how many years ago now? A year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. And I've gained no much, weight. 
how much training have you done since then? I, I didn't know training for that either. Right. I was I didn't train for four years before I ran that. You're getting older, Gary. Doesn't matter. Look, I'm uh, also getting older. I'm, I ain't lived. Look, I can still bench 335. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious with you. I don't know what Gary got going on over here. But hell no. If you gave me 20 kids, I couldn't do it either. Yes, you could. I, I'm going get I'm out of here. To be honest with you, time, and I'm gonna let you know. I'm gonna let the pros be the pros. He's lying. Just because, just because it used to be in my blood, don't mean it's still in there. Okay? You don't. You, again, I, you only I, have to get one yard. You would get one yard because you've done it. You know I, what to do. There's a difference. Gary, Gary, look, look, Gary. Unless you were playing I, Tennessee, you, then you wouldn't finish the game. Gary. <laughs> Unless we were talking about college and it was against Tennessee, then you wouldn't get 20 carries. Anybody where else, I think you're good. Hey, we're 19 days out from kickoff, man. College football. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to say. We are 19 days from kickoff. Hey, real quick, though, while we're talking about this position, I wanted to get D'Angelo's take on the disrespect that the NFL in general is given the running back position. Uh, you know, as far as contracts and uh, how they're these top notch running backs are not getting paid, what's your take on all that? Uh, is the running back becoming a the you know, not the uh workhorse running back that is going to be a centerpiece of their team? Or is that a dying breed? Are the Adrian Petersons, the D'Angelo Williams? Are those dying breeds as far as people that are just going to be able to carry a load? I mean, I know you had Jonathan Stewart, but. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it makes sense because the way the NFL is brainwashing everybody, they think they can do 20 carries and gain yards. That is that easy. So it makes sense why the NFL is yes. having that stance. Yeah. 100%. Because if I said, if I'd have started it out and said, man, if we threw you 20 balls against a DB, could you catch, you know, X amount, you'd be like, no, nah, uh-uh, I couldn't do that. Or if you was a quarterback, all these high-paid positions, they would be like, no, nah, we can't do it. But because of the price of the position, you're absolutely right, Gary. People think that they can do it. Hold on. Do you think, do you think, do you think it's easier to throw 20 passes and have a positive yard? Yes. Okay. So why so why is it why is it you know I, so that just goes against what D said we wouldn't say that then we wouldn't say we wouldn't be able to do it I I agree I think that's easier to do yeah no 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 you're not you're not you're not you're not understanding what he's saying it is easier to get positive yards because you're putting somebody else's hands yeah you're not doing it the ball. You you can't catch it though. You're not catching against the DB. Quarterback's a harder position, but that that's an easier task. Quarterback, it's a harder position. It's an easier task because you're putting it in somebody else's hands. That's gaining the yards. You're not having to do it as a quarterback. But you got to get it there. All you got to do is run one screen. Throw to DJ Moore in the side, and he breaks it 65. Yeah, but even Justin Fields had a hard time throwing that screen. You saw how he almost missed it. Well, it's Justin Fields. That's talking really about Justin Fields. Justin Fields ever. Well, that's Man, because that's what Gary right. was using. Gary was using the. Well, I'm saying that's all it takes, though. You you could say Chris, dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey. You can a dump off can gain you positive yards if the player's good enough. You could throw a little a stop route, literally a uh, smoke route, which is just one step and turning takes the ball to Justin Jefferson. He can make the corner miss, break and go. You got positive yards. You didn't do anything. It's easy to throw the ball 20 yards. But is it easy to throw the, 20, the ball 20 yards accurately while they're being covered? If you're Well, if they run a smoke, they're not covered because the DB's off. You think they're going to be running DB's off whenever you got a quarterback that don't know what they're doing back there? Come on now. Come well, on now. I'm just saying you don't want to get beat I by Justin Jefferson say, either. They say that. They say that it's. A harder position, but that's a much easier task. I think it's easier to gain positive yards because of that. Because you put, I, you don't, you're not right. doing it. You're putting it in somebody else's hand. I do think that. I do think that is true. And your your body probably is not going to take the physical abuse. Yeah, you're not going to get hurt. I think D's purpose was running back. You're not going to finish 20 carries. You're going to get hurt before then if you're an average person. Right. Quarterback, you're probably not going to get hit because you're going to be so scared. You're going to throw the ball away quicker. 
Absolutely. And now you this is what you have to understand, Tom, and this is what people are not understanding what we mean by it's easier. It's easier for you to complete a pass if you're throwing it up to Justin Jefferson or just kind of throwing it up, kind of kind of Tyreek Hill in that thing, like shitty down there somewhere and just throwing it up. Now it's the difference when you a regular guy, we throwing you in, you got 20 snaps at quarterback, you got that offensive line and you just calling plays and you got to run a play. Completely different. This ain't no one-on-one, hey, you go up and you run a right, like you're running plays and there's live bullets out there. I agree. Which one's, which one's harder, doing that or being a tight end and catching uh, one pass for positive yards? And t- well, I, the problem is I don't. You may get lucky and catch a pass, but I think if you had twenty touches, you're and you had to catch five, you wouldn't do it. Because like as a catching, you have to do different because you actually have to make opportunities to catch the ball. So you, you'd have to have a limit of amount of catches you have to catch. Because you can run a tight end screen and you can gain yards, and there's nobody covering you. So like, if, but if you had to run against a safety or a linebacker and it was man coverage the whole time, I don't think the average person catches the ball on them because they don't know how to run routes. They would, the guy, they would get grabbed, all that kind of stuff. And they don't know how to deal with that. It's, it's different versus if it was zone, I think you could easily catch one because all you got to do is find the zone and sit, but that's different versus man. So you think the running back would be the hardest test? I don't think people can take 20 hits carrying the ball. No, before they got hurt. I also don't think a, you could play offensive tackle. The average person could play an offensive tackle and block Miles Garrett, Jadavius Clowney, any of those guys. I don't think they could do that. That I agree with. Like, I don't think no average person can play O-line. I don't think no average person can play D-end because you're just going to get pancaked every play. Like, uh, there's limits. Like, you're not going to play – no average person is playing corner and stopping Justin Jefferson from catching the ball. Right, and I agree with that. I I honestly think, though, that if you allow somebody to pick their O-line, you have a chance. Mm-mm. You have a chance. You've been brainwashed by the NFL. That's why they're trying to and pay them less. Thank uh, well, you. Yeah, so, I mean, back to that. What do you what do you think about the payment? You know, obviously people aren't going to be able to be as rich as you anymore after, after all this. So, I have said what I said. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what you want from me, Tom. Like, what, what, what do you want from me? You obviously know I got a problem with it. I'm a damn running back. That's just like if people, if people that was in your field right now being underpaid and underappreciated, you will feel the same damn way. So what the hell you mean? How do I feel? You know exactly how I feel, man. Pay the man. Pay them. Pay him. Le'Veon Bill tried to start this trend, man, and try to crank it up to, hey, pay me based on my impact. Don't pay me based on my position. Um, you know, great example, if you look at the 49ers, I don't even have to say his name. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Wide receiver or running back? Frank Gore. Both. Wide, wide receiver or running back? Oh, Both. Depot's a wide receiver. He's talking about McCaffrey. Oh, I thought you were talking about Depot Samuel. Both. Both. And with him being both, like, how did they pay him? Like a receiver. Absolutely. So it's, it's Or is it because he's white? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a prime – you can even bring up Debo Samuel, like you're saying, if you want. Because, like, Debo Samuel, when they use him as running back, uh, mainly as running back – he was like, um, no, I don't want to be considered a running back because I want to get paid like a receiver. Because he know he knew he wasn't going to get paid as a running back. He was like, I don't want to keep getting running back right. reps because I don't want to be my extension as a running back. I need to be extension as a receiver. Okay, so let me play devil's advocate. Do you think that running back is the easiest, easiest replaced position? I would say no. I think I'd probably be receiver, but you're not going to get the elite is what I'm saying. Like you can replace your third receiver with random person on the street and they can go get catches because they're still talented, but you're not going to get, you're not going to get a Justin Jefferson. 
you can't replace that, but you can replace your third receiver who's going to be in on sets. Are you going to replace a bell cow back and get a be- another bell cow? No. You're going to get some production, but you're not going to get the production you got from that main guy. Well, I think the thing that hurts the running back is kind of the same reason you guys say the challenge is so difficult, and that's the uh, factor that you're going to be getting injured mm-hmm. more than likely because you're going to be taking more hits than any other position. So you're constantly being a damaged good, a damaged right. product, which, you know, it's like, yes, you wish that corporations would, you know, be willing to pay into that. But if you have, if you own, let's say you own a car and you know, every time you take that car out, that car is going to get damaged and that you're going to have a, a diminishing return on how many times you can go out with that car. Are you going to spend more on that car? Or are you going to spend more on the car that you can roll around and you know that car is going to last for a long time. But we're talking about people. But yeah, I'm just saying. But I'm, we're we're we're, we're kind of like drawing parallels. And so what I'm saying is, to me, yes, you would hope that you could get paid more as a running back for the impact you have. But because of how quickly a running back season can be done, how fresh legs are coming in from college. And so you have more people that are going to come in and get yards for you. And the fact that the league is moving more towards a passing league, those are all reasons why the running back position is going to start so fading in, in that category. My only, my argument against that would be it's like what it was proof of it last year when Carolina traded McCaffrey, you and every other Panther fan was like, Oh, we're good. Cause they got a couple good games from the running backs, but overall, they didn't do anything compared to what McCaffrey was doing. They didn't do anything close to that, but they had some great no, games. Yeah. You can have yeah. game or two, but you're the not running consistently game, putting game, up. The running game didn't miss a beat. <laughs> yes, it did. It did not. You were not the same oh team when you had just – you didn't have the same receiver with McCaffrey. You didn't have the same production from your running back. You might have a game or two here or there, but well, consistently yeah, you did not. Obviously, McCaffrey is a – and it's about consistency. If your bell cow starter, amazing running back is consistent every week, you're going to get 80 to 120 yards, a TD, and you might get five or six receptions and he gets hurt. You're going down to probably 40 to 60 yards with maybe a half a TD and maybe two receptions. That's a big drop off in distance. And you may have a big game where they pop, but for the most part, you're not getting that production. So that's a big drop off, but like you said, they'll just change their game plan to pass instead of having to run because they don't have to feature the guy anymore. But then it makes you one-dimensional, and then when your passing game's up or you get a hurt quarterback because you're throwing the whole time, now you're screwed because you don't have a running game anymore. So it's like a it's like a whole nother – it's, a, I guess, a double-edged sword. I do have a question with that, time. Uh, D, what do you think they can do to remedy it? What do you think the running backs can there? Is there anything they can do to remedy the, as, oh, the effect? You, you're talking about you talking about the running backs as a unit? In yes, the area? in the league. You know, I, I, I've been thinking about this year, and, 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 and I can't honestly think of any way that any position that a player could, could other than a quarterback saying, hey, an elite quarterback like Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers saying, hey, holding the Jets hostage, I'm not going to play because they're just such a bad team. And he's such a great player that they're willing, that holdout would be significant. But I'm thinking of uh, Henry in the Tennessee Titans. If he decided to hold out, that holdout would be significant. Mm-hmm. Like it, his impact is just that ginormous in that organization. So I'm just talking about impact and impact only. So when you have guys like that, they they're a needle mover, franchise mover, uh, and I don't know where I was going with that. So I, I have an I have an idea. I think that would be. I saw somebody else talk about this, but then I thought a way of adding mm-hmm. on to it. I think a huge way that you could show send a message, and the team still may not care, but they can't be fined. Now this would take a huge stand from every running back in the league. Rookies coming in included, which it, would it be so hard to happen. I agree. No way here. That's there's what no I'm saying. Way. But if they want, no like, way. if they wanted this going forward, this would be the only way I could see getting the needle moved. Would be 
No running backs show up for OTAs. Uh, no off-season workouts. They don't have a running back that comes. Not one. So that way, hey, whatever, you can't do nothing. Okay. And then you'd have to have the big names like McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, uh, um, Saquon, all those guys Once that's already gotten paid, got their deals, they hold out in training camp. Like, but they have to be willing to do that because you're doing something for everybody else because you already secured your bag. Again, that's why I say it's really yeah. hard for them to do it. I don't think it will yeah. ever work because they won't work together. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about realistically. I'm, I'm, that's the only that's not, it, not, I know not, it's not going to happen. Not the only, it's not right. I'm talking about you got to be realistic when you think about these things. Again, I started off by saying, you know, I thought about these things and there's no way realistically. Yeah that they can win this. And I wasn't thinking realistically. I was just saying what you could do. Yeah, and and the problem is is the way the contracts are structured with, like, if they decided, like, hey, I'm not going to play, you can't stop that next bunch that would have never got a shot. Correct. Taking the shot. So it's, you know, when when you start screaming dollars and money, Gary, you know, realistically, contractual, hey, I got my my money and I was gone. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the yeah. uh, the the motto, and I mean you understand it because everybody have they own each individual family. Yeah. You know, we only come together and do this team thing on Sunday, and then we we back off with our family. So uh, one last thing, and then D, you can have it. Um, what do you think Josh Jacobs will end up doing? Do you think he's going to hold out for the whole season? Do you think he's going to sign his thing? What do you think he's going to do? Cause he's had he's not budged at all. Yeah, I I I was looking at Jonathan over there in the Colts, man. I was That's trying a to see crappy situation there. too. Yeah, I was I was looking at that situation. I know Josh Jacobs had budged, and I know that's the conversation. Jaquan crossed the line and budged. He gave in. Hey, I'm talking about my man over here in Indianapolis. Yeah, that's who I'm watching. Like I. When I was talking about impact and the needle mover and I said I lost my train of thought, that's what I was getting to. I was getting to Jonathan with the Indianapolis Colts. He's a needle mover. So we'll see what happens there. If he decides, like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do this, and but y'all going to have to agree to pay me, knowing how time feel like he feel and like, hey, you know, you guys going to have a lot of miles on you and get beat up. I'm paying for damaged goods, so why am I paying that much for damaged goods? It's crazy because I remember a few years back, five, maybe maybe five years, I don't know, back in the days where they was like, hey, a player is only worth what a company is willing to pay them. If you're willing to pay them $100 million, he deserved that $100 million. To like now, we have an understanding on why a group can be so underpaid, and it's crazy. So it's just interesting how, you know, I guess time flies when you're having fun. Well, it's 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 very interesting because like the same thing happened with the tight ends. Tight ends were very undervalued, and now you're starting to see them finally getting paid. So like now now is it gonna is that gonna happen in the running backs for a while? They're gonna get depreciated, and then it's gonna climb back up again over the years because that took forever for the tight ends to finally get paid. They were so undervalued for everything they were doing, and now it's finally climbed up to right underneath the receiver's aspect. Now the running backs are the lowest paid. So now I can see that going to creep back up in the future. I don't think it will yet, but I think it will eventually creep back up. I think 10, yeah, years, but from you, now, 10 years from now, kickers will be paid more than running backs. I don't. <laughs> Just say that. That's what DA's low. <laughs> There's no way that would ever happen. No. But, no, like, the thing is, the, the, <laughs> the thing is, I'm low hanging fruit today. I'm low hanging right. fruit. I'm low hanging fruit today, man. That's why I was trying to avoid this topic. So no, I mean, the thing is, it's you know, uh, it's 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 the nature of the league too. The league is moving to more passing, uh, high power, and so I think it really will depend on the quarterbacks that are coming out and coming up and their abilities. If you have a lot of really good quarterbacks that are starting to come out, teams are going to use quarterbacks more. If you don't, you're going to have to run the ball more, you know? And so I think that is where it's really going to hinge on how quarterbacks develop 
over these next years and if they're able to come out and throw the ball uh, at a high level. I'm I'm currently I'm currently on here uh looking up the date and the day that the running back contracts died. I'm gonna tell y'all that in a few minutes. Um real quick since we're talking about football, name one quarterback that you think's gonna have a breakout this year. It's gonna be outstanding. Does uh Trevor Lawrence count? That's that was gonna be my pick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to my besides that, besides okay. Trevor Lawrence. Um, and are we talking breakout in actual football? Hey, he's he's going to jump to – no, he's going to jump to like a top six t- uh, quarterback in the league. Ooh. Top five quarterback. Bryce Young. Okay. I, I got the – I got the date. I I'm glad D date. didn't hear that because D would have been furious you said that. Uh, he said Bryce Young, and I just – I've – Learn to ignore time. This this whole podcast has been about him trying to upset me, and he's he's getting there. He's getting there, but I'm not gonna let it happen though. I'm not gonna let it happen because I'm a state of course here. I'm stronger than all the insults he's throwing at me. Okay, I'm gonna tell you the year, the date, and the time, and I'm gonna see if y'all can put a finger on what's significant about this day. February seventh. 2010. Is that when Emma Smith retired? I have no idea. Is that when Adrian Peterson got his big contract? No. February 7th, 2010. I remember exactly where I was when I saw it, and I was like, damn. Uh, the two running back system. Nope. So February seventh, two thousand ten, is when the New Orleans Saints won the Super Bowl, and they won the Super Bowl with like six yards rushing. Well, you, you could say and that with the Rams too. And that's when everybody, no, Marshall Falk was there. But he, they threw to him. This is, yeah, you're not understanding. They didn't even throw to the running back yeah. in the Super Bowl. They didn't even use the position. In the Super Bowl at all. True. And everybody started throwing the ball from that point on. Everybody went to that, hey, I need that dual running back system. They went from that dual running back system because they was they, they went with Alvin Kamara. He came out like a couple years after that or a year after that. Uh, no, um, not, even after, not, not even a couple years after that. In, in terms of like the running back value and how they see us, started to decline after that because they was like oh we can win a super bowl without a run game and they did exactly that they didn't have any running backs they didn't use that position at all that's when the running back position devalue well, process started oh well, i would say it led to that i say i would say honestly 2008 when it turned honestly it, it was dealing with you double trouble we can use two running backs. We don't have to pay one. We can minimize both by using two people. And I have to pay one yeah. a lot of money. That could be the start of it. And then you saw more when they when the Saints won in 2010, that type of stuff. It could have made the mix of both because now you see a lot of teams trying to just get two running backs in, not one bell cow, because they know, okay, well, I'm going to have to pay that bell cow. And they use two. They don't yeah. have to pay both. They let one walk, and then maybe they can get a discount on the second one to resign. I don't even want to take over the podcast because you got me into this I'm conversation sorry. and running well, back because I, I here's, here's the thing because I got to ask you questions and so you time Kareem Hunt why is this man still sitting out on the street when this guy a few years ago man was like the guy in Kansas City he went to Cleveland he balled out in Cleveland and now he's literally and I'm not even getting to all these other running backs I'm talking about Kareem Hunt because I'm a Kareem Hunt fan. I'm a huge Kareem Hunt fan. Why is he still sitting out so, on the street here? I know you don't want to talk about other ones, but I will say him and Dalvin Cook. I think it's on purpose. And Zeke. Uh, Zeke's not. I, I'm putting not putting Zeke in the same level. I think it's on purpose. I think both all of them are going to sign at the very end of camp. They don't want to do training camp. I I've said that too. <laughs> I've said that too. Because um, that's what it looks like. Normally, like you go on visits and stuff like that. Like Dalvin Cook's been on a ton of visits. But I haven't heard anything from Kareem Hunt. 
nothing. He, he just he just visited the Saints, and then he went and visited a, the another team as well. Uh, he visited a second one, um, but I, but again, it also could play a fact. It was the money. They, they don't want to pay him a certain amount of money, and then they're not going to take that money. I don't know. I think I think a lot of it has to do with the training camp. Personally, oh. you just turned your video off. Um, I'm trying to. Oh, that's what I think. I think it just has to deal with them not wanting to do training camp, so they're waiting to the end. Which I don't blame them. Training camp sucks. Yeah, I training camp sucks big time. But big time. But that answers my question, though. I all right, wanted to know. Let's go. Okay. Right, quarterback, you think's gonna have a breakout year? All right, sorry. No, go ahead. No, quarterback, you think's gonna have a breakout year this year? That is like a top five, top six quarterback. So obviously that takes out Mahomes, Josh Allen, probably Joe Burrow. Um, who else is the another? Jalen Hurts, go, I guess, I'm is a, up there. I'm a, I'm gonna go reverse. I'm gonna go reverse. Top quarterback, you think is gonna have a terrible so year? Both. This year. So both. So we'll a, do both. We'll do both. Top. I, and I, I'll go. I, I'm going Joe Burrow. He's gonna have a bad year this year. Uh, I think he's just due for one. Every, every, I, and, and when I say he's due for one, every quarterback is due for one. Ben Roethlisberger, bad year was eight and eight. It was still bad. That was his bad year. Have we seen a bad year out of Joe yet? I feel like he's due one. Because uh, he hadn't had one in a long time, if one any at all. Uh, breakout year this year. Um, I'm going to say it, Gary, and you're going to hate me for it. And I know he said it earlier, and I said I ignored it. But I'm going to say Bryce Young. And I'm going to say Bryce Young because <laughs> of this. I'm going to tell you why I'm saying Bryce Young. And I. You mean I for I, bottom, right? No. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why he's going to have a breakout year, Gary. Honest to truth, nobody's expecting anything out of Carolina at all. And they got an easy division. Absolutely. Nobody's expecting anything out of Carolina. They got, and like everything is lined up perfect for them, Gary. They can suck and still look and appear to be good. So I'm saying that he has a better chance than everybody else because everybody else are up against like, actual obstacles so that's why i'm saying like bryce has the potential to have that breakout season because it's on a platter for him all he has to do is just step up and take it time i think that jalen hurts is gonna have a regression year um for the only the fact that i don't i've never really thought that he was a very good passer and I think teams might figure him out a little bit better this year. Um, and I could totally be wrong, but that's going to be my, my bold call on regression. My, you know, we talked about Trevor Lawrence is my first one that I think is going to make that leap into the elite quarterbacks this year. Um, I drafted him everywhere in fantasy last year, thinking that it was going to be last year, which you kind of saw at the end, he started coming on. Um, uh, but other than him, I'm going to have to go with the same thing D'Angelo said because that's what he stole mine. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm saying. It is coming out of training camp. This man is putting dimes in people's pockets. No, no. That that has nothing to do with anything at all. The old line is trash. I will say that. The first preseason, I, I, trash. I, I'm I'm telling you right now that this he's going the first three or four games he's gonna look like Teddy Teddy Bridgewater. That's who he's gonna look like. That's who he, that's who the Carolina Panthers just hired full time as a quarterback is Teddy Bridgewater. All right, and you know who I'm pulling for? Then I'm pulling for Kirk Cousins this year. Thanks to the quarterback, then, got talent. The quarterback, then, like, but then, series. then you get so upset and you just say random dumb shit. <laughs> I, look, I, I'm gonna tell Have you. Have you watched bro. quarterback on Netflix? That is such. We a- will I, not watch I, that. I honestly, I honestly believe that Kirk Cousins has robbed the league of, every, like, 
if if robbing somebody with a ski mask on was a person, it'll be Kirk Cousins. What? So, all right, now I'm gonna give y'all mine. I'm just gonna ignore that, but um, he has got some good money. But he's been great in the regular season. Just can't finish in the playoffs. But I'm going to give you all mine, and then I want you all to think of this last one. Who do you want to to see succeed this year? What quarterback do you want to see succeed? So you all can tell me after I give you all my three. So regression, I'm with time. I think Jalen Hurts takes a step back. Um, I don't think he will be the same player he was last year. I think teams will be game planning more. the upper echelon, I think it's going to take a huge step forward. I think he was doing it last year, and then he got derailed because of injuries. I think Tua is going to really ascend. He was doing amazing last year before yeah. the concussion. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't get concussions, he's got so many weapons there in Miami. They're going to de- they're going to- he's going to be dangerous. And then the guy I really want to succeed, y'all aren't going to like it, be- or yeah, time's not going to like it because it's in the uh, NFC South. But I want to see Desmond Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons succeed. I'm a Desmond Ritter guy. I like him. I think he's got talent. I want to see him succeed. So I think that's the guy I'm pulling for to do well for his team. So with us throwing out surprises and stuff, surprise team to make the playoffs. Well, give me your quarterback that you want to see succeed. Quarterback that I want to see succeed? Ah. Yeah. And I, y'all going to hate me for saying this. Y'all going to hate me for saying this because I, I'm a fan of this team, but he hasn't looked good in the preseason, and maybe it's still his elbow injury, but Brock Purdy. Um, I really want to see him succeed uh, only because of the elbow injury that he had and everybody's mm-hmm. just bashing him right now. And don't think – but then you also have to understand this too, Gary. Not only is Purdy fighting to get back out on the field, but he's also fighting a damn near perfect record that he put up last year. So there's a lot of odds against him. And I'm hoping that the odds are forever be in his favor. Um, and that 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 Brock Purdy, I'm I'm saying him, he's still young. It's his second year. Uh Jimmy, we let Jimmy G go. So, you know, we're gonna see what happens now. Give your surprise team and then we'll have time answer his quarterback and then surprise team. My surprise team this year is going to be... And then we'll end it. Uh, I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. Uh, I'm going with the Pittsburgh... See? You think I'm just... Look, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. TJ's getting old, bro. Cam's getting old, bro. That defense is starting to get old. It's not the defense that they used to be. This is the last year, Gary. The last year that I honestly feel like that defense is going to be the defense of old. So this is all they got this year. Kenny going to have to step up and deliver the ball. The wide receivers that look pretty good. Najee back there running hard. I think that this team can make some waves, Gary. Um, Baltimore still figuring it out over there with uh, Lamar Jackson. He just got paid. They trying to work it out over there. Uh, obviously, Cleveland Browns, they always have issues. <laughs> issues. And like I said earlier, Joe Barrow going to struggle this year. So, you know, they can knock off Cincinnati a couple times. I think they got what it takes to win that division, man, and sneak into the playoffs because of previously what I mentioned. Joe Burrow struggling, Cleveland being Cleveland, and Baltimore trying to figure it out with Lamar Jackson and how much money they just paid him. All right, time. I think I kind of gave up my uh, one I'm cheering for, which is Kirk Cousins, because in that quarterback series, I've really grown to like him, just like how much he respects the game of football and how like he just is doing all this stuff to be better. It's pretty cool to see, uh, you know, that behind the scenes look. Um, the team, but, but to give a different one, I'd probably say Aaron Rodgers at the Jets. I want to see. I want to see them because uh, you know the Jets have just been so bad, and Aaron Rodgers has had such a crazy, you know, run in the past few years as far as people, you know, outside influences talking about him and his antics or whatever, and what you know, all that fun stuff. 
I think it'd be fun to see him go and take the Jets somewhere. Uh, my surprise team, I'm going to go with the Lions because I think that their offense is set up to be nasty this year. D, what's that face for? They do that every year, bro. They do that every year. It, whether it's the coach selling the team, whether it's the team selling the team, at the end of the day, they are still the Detroit Lions. But go ahead, though. I, I you know, I, I'm cool with your pick, man. That's what you want to pick. Definitely. And then uh, for my team, um, you stole my thunder because I was going with the Lions as well. <laughs> I think the Lions are going to surprise and they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they'll go far in the playoffs, but I think they'll make the playoffs. I do think the Jets make the playoffs as well, and they do decent in the playoffs. So I I, I have to say this, man, and then I'm gonna let we're gonna let we can end it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, but I don't know how y'all want to take this, and I don't know how to say it. I'm just gonna say it. I don't want to see this player fail, but I want to see them have another horrible season. And Russell Wilson, because I want to see how he approached the game after that. Because, you know, Russell Wilson has been that golden child since he stepped on the field in Seattle. He went from Seattle to Denver, and he didn't have such a, like, I mean, it's oh. bad, bad. Like, I've never seen a fall so drastic. But I, I just want to see how he handled it. Not this, because one year, and then going back to being like, okay, that's a fluke. But, like, two years. I really want to see with a great how, coach with Sean I want to see how that's what I'm saying. I want to see how strong-minded or is he done? Is he done after that? Sean Payton, you can't you can't do a good job with Sean Payton. I've always wondered there because Russell has a nice ball, man. He was very successful in Seattle and I hated playing against him because they were so good. I don't know if they were so good because of the offense or was they so good because the defense gave the offense so many opportunities? Once that defense left, Russell Wilson wasn't Russell Wilson no more. So I'm trying you to figure think. out, like – That defense was really like good. Brady. Yeah, that defense was really good, and then you had Marshawn Lynch your hand the ball off to. You didn't have, that like – When they was running the football, yeah. when they was valuing yeah. the running backs. That's right. That's right. That's right. Come full circle. But it wasn't about back. passing, but – yeah, uh, one right. last question. We can make it quick. I wanted to get Gary's take. Um, speaking of Netflix documentaries, I wonder if you've even. I have not watched, watched Johnny's yet. It's on the list. I did have it to watch. Yes. I haven't watched it yet. What is, Have you seen any of the stuff that's come out on it? I saw something about missing drug tests. I saw somebody who's never watched film. That Does that stuff. surprise you? Watch film? No. He watched zero film. That doesn't surprise you. No. Well, he I guarantee he did watch film when he was in the facility. Now right. home is what that means, not right. at the because you watch you forced to watch at the facility. Right, right. right. Uh, at home, that doesn't surprise me. But I have I will st- die on this hill. I think he could have been successful if he wasn't forced to play his rookie year. They forced him into something when he's not ready. He should have set the whole rookie year instead of trying to force him in for ticket sales, and that's ruined him. I think he had talent. But he wasn't ready. He was so, not ready for that role so, yet. So, so let me let me help you understand, Tom, what he's saying when he's saying he's not ready. Because some people would be like, okay, if he would have set out his rookie year, what made what would have made him any better? Because what we saw was his best, and that wasn't good enough. I'm gonna give you a David Carr reference. When you're in there and you're running for your life every time you're behind that line of scrimmage, you develop bad habits. And he developed so many bad habits as a rookie that he couldn't correct those bad habits because they was life, meaning they were life-saving because the offensive line they had wasn't good enough to protect him at the time. And he wasn't up to date on the playbook enough for it to be just second nature. So he developed those habits. And once you develop those habits, man, they're stuck with you for the rest of your career. That's what he mean by if he wouldn't have played. That yeah, way, he, he right, shouldn't have been forced to play. Yeah, he shouldn't have been forced. He could have learned. Uh, yeah, it, I know another season that cost somebody their whole career. Robert Griffin III, one season. That's all it takes. One season for somebody to not trust you. Wrap. 
Well, I think that's a wrap like this podcast. We appreciate everybody tuning in for another episode of Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. I, I would say we'll be back next week, but that's been a lie for a couple of weeks. That is Thanks. true because it well it depends. Time you taking vacation next week? Yeah. Thanks to my vacation. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh-huh. I hope y'all don't believe that out there. But you better believe that LeBron James is the GOAT. And we will be just back. Just real quick. Just real quick. Next week we're gonna kick the podcast off with the question. Does money change you or does money change the perspective of you? Money changes we'll time. About that Lock right it in. Okay. Lock mm. it in. Be ready. Mm. We'll be back next week. We out. Here we go, dude. I was wondering if you forgot how to. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.